0: As we come.
1: Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now as Pastor Joe teaches from the book of Proverbs, chapter 24. Proverbs 24, verse 1. And Solomon says, Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire
2: to be with them, for their heart devises violence, and their lips talk of troublemaking. Throughout the, the Proverbs, there's, there's things that are repeated over and over and over again. You know, God hates pride, um, different things. You know, it talks about laziness and not to be lazy and just uh, things that are just continually repeated. But I think the reason why they're continually repeated is because these are things that are important to God. And, and another one is we see here, you know, we're not to, to be envious of evil people and we're not to hang out with them. So he, this is a continual thing that's repeated because guess what? God wants us to hear this. It's important for us. So, so this one here, do not be envious. So if there's those that are evil and it appears like they're prospering, it appears like they're, they're doing real well, we're not to envy them. We're not to think, wow, I wish I, I was in their shoes or I wish that I could have what they have and that can be a temptation for us if they're, they're prospering and some have a, a real problem with that. So it's, it's repeated here. But the other thing is hanging out with those that are evil. You know, we need to be careful not to hang out with those that are going to influence us in an evil way because just as we read, you know, their, their lips talk of troublemaking, they're violent, and, and that stuff rubs off on us. And I just would like to add with that, even Christians that can cause you to, you know, they might call themselves Christians, but if they're causing you to sin, stay away from them. If they're causing you to do things that are not godly, you know, we're to stay away from uh, those influences in our life. It doesn't mean we, we stay in a bubble you know, it doesn't mean, you know, I can only, I go in my car and my car is programmed to go to church and that's it. You know, just go to church. And then you just go home and then go back to the church and go back home. And it doesn't mean that at all. It means hanging out. It means spending a lot of time with people that are going to influence you in a, in a bad way. And I know there's certain people when I became a Christian, I had to stop hanging out with, with them especially hanging out in those places I used to go, like to the bars and the clubs and stuff. You know, as soon as I became a Christian, that was it. I I wasn't able to do that anymore. I wasn't, you know, actually the Lord even took that desire away and took it out of me. But the the reminder here, even if they they call themselves Christians, we need to to be careful of that. So the reminder. Verse 3, through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. God gives us wisdom to do certain things. God gives us wisdom if you know, to build a house. He gives us wisdom, but not only to build the home, he also gives understanding and instruction how to make it beautiful, how to beautify it on the inside. And there's nothing wrong with you know, decorating your house and, and having it look nice. And so the Lord gives us you know, that type of instruction and I just want to say, you know, I'm so blessed. My wife has that gift of decorating, in, you know, the home. And, you know, so much so I've had, you know, during the course of the years, you know, when people are decorating their homes, they'll go up to her and say, well, what do you think of this? And what do you think of that? Because it's just a gift that the Lord's given her. So, you know, the rooms are filled with all precious and pre- pleasant riches. It's, you know, God gives us the, the ability to, uh, to know how to, do certain things. And I just want to say with those two verses, God gifts his people. He gives us gifts. And we're to use those gifts. God, you know, he, he gives us. To... Wouldn't it be boring if everyone had the same gift? Wouldn't that be boring? It would be so boring if everyone in the church is a pastor teacher. So we'd have to rotate 365 days a year. That would be so boring. But God has gifted us in different ways and has given us different gifts. And it's a a wonderful thing when the body of Christ comes together and we use the different gifts, we use the different talents, and and we're working together instead of against each other. And I've seen that happen sometimes where, you know, you get people in the church and they'll start working against each other. They'll start, you know, like, no, me and mine, and and they, they start fighting. But it's a reminder that God gives us wisdom to build homes. He gives us wisdom and understanding to decorate. He gives us all different kinds of talents. So, So we're to use those for his glory. Verse 5. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors there is safety. A wise man is strong. The Lord desires as his children, as the body of Christ, he wants us to be spiritually strong. He doesn't want us to be weak. He doesn't want us to be spiritual wimps, being, you know, afraid of everything and and worried and anxious. And he, he gives us wisdom. He gives us strength. He gives us understanding. And we're to engage in a battle. This battle here, as I look at this, you know, if you like it or not, if you're a child of God here today, you are to engage in a spiritual battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, the Bible says, but against principalities and powers. And I think it's, you know, there's some people in talk about spiritual warfare, you know, and and you see that, you know, people are getting beat up in churches left and right because they don't realize we have a spiritual entities, not just one, that we fight against. And the Bible makes it very clear as Christians that you know, we have to realize there's spiritual things going on. There, there's spiritual entities that are trying to divide your marriage. There's spiritual entities that are trying to destroy your friendships. There's spiritual entities that are trying to bring division in the church. There's spiritual entities that are trying to destroy us. And if we're not aware of them, we're not going to be able to win. And if we think it's constantly just flesh and blood, just uh, uh, you know, there, there's no spiritual realm, then we're going to get defeated. And it's so important to realize. Why don't you turn with me to Ephesians 6, verse 12, please. And it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand excuse me, that you'd be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand, stand therefore. Look at verse 12 again if you can with me. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, many of the battles as Christians that we're up against, it might seem like it's a battle against flesh and blood. In other words, it might seem like it's just you and and that person that you're arguing with. It's just you and that person that you're having conflict with. But, But it's telling us here that, wait a second, we've got a bigger battle here. There's principalities, there's powers, there's rulers of darkness, there's evil that's trying to create problems in your life. And I pray that you understand that. When we wage a good war, we're to be wise. If you could turn to me turn with me also, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Can you please turn there with me? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. I love these verses. You should memorize these verses. They're so good for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds, for the casting down of arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, putting every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. We wrestle not against flesh and blood for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty. Don't you like that? For the weapons of your warfare, they're they're not carnal, in other words, they're not fleshly, but guess what? They're mighty. They're mighty. They're mighty. Do you ever think when you're praying, when you're you're having warfare, when you're having battles, when you're having conflicts, do you I hope you do this and I, I hope you understand this. When you're praying, do you realize wait a second? My weapons right now are so mighty in God. Do you ever do that? Do you ever realize that? When you're praying, when, you're, when conflict's going on and you're praying, you're like, you know what? God says right here in 2 Corinthians, these weapons that I have, they're mighty. They're powerful. And I have victory through Jesus Christ. And we're able to cast down these high things. I counsel people constantly that are, are dealing with thoughts of, you know, things that are wrong, thoughts of things that are bad, thoughts of things. And I just want to, you know, remind you of these verses here to say, your weapons are mighty to cast those things down. These are arguments from the enemy that are trying to come against the very knowledge of God. In other words, God says, I'm with you always. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Behold, I'm with you always. And he's right there. And and if the enemy's telling you, oh, you've gone too far, God's not with you. That's coming against the, the knowledge of God. That's exalting itself against the very knowledge of God. That's saying, wait, wait God's word's not true, but, but this is true. That's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. So, Lord, help us to realize that these, this battle that we're in, we have mighty weapons to fight against these powers and principalities. But the other part, if you're still there with me in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, Make sure you bring those thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. When the lies are against your thoughts, bring your thoughts back on the word of God. Put your thoughts back on the Lord, because that's another part of our battle. So can you go back with me now, please? Proverbs 24. Let's read these two verses again. Proverbs 24, verses 5 and 6. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases his strength. For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. Like we mentioned, you're in a battle. Check it out, the last part. Don't you love the last part of this? For in, the in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Two things with that. With a multitude of counselors, I would just suggest hang out with those that know the Word of God, hang out with those that, that understand the Word of God, hang out with those that love the Lord. Because in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. But also, I want to add to that we have a multitude of counselors right here, don't we? King David slew Goliath. Daniel, the lion's den. We've got all these counselors. as we go through the word of God, we have all this counsel. Paul the Apostle. You name it. All these great men that we can glean off of and women in the Bible that we can glean off in the multitude of counts as we go through the Word of God. I, I do, I want to say something. I don't recommend this, you know. You get some people, I know people that do this all the time, but you know, maybe you're one of those people, but I don't recommend this, you know. The, the roulette Bible where you just go like this and say, oh God, please speak to me, please speak, and you just open it up and and then, I mean that's I, I've I've seen people do that and it works sometimes and they pray and I don't want to you know get too heavy on you if you do that but, but I want to what I want to get across here in the multitude of counselors they're saying. in other words go through the word read all about David read all about the apostle Paul read all about Daniel read all about these great men don't just do you know, one of these this could be dangerous you know. I remember as a baby Christian, I did it a few times. I was like, oh, Lord, please speak to me, please. I need to hear a word I need from you right now. And I'm just going to open it up here. And then I, I kind of know in my mind all the different books, you know. <laughs> so you don't want to open it up to a place where you might have some trouble. So you just, you know, New Testament's farther to the right here. So maybe that'd be a little better. But, and I remember maybe once or twice doing that, you know, out of desperation. But I wouldn't recommend that. Because, again, as it says, in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. Going through the word of God. Have a daily time in the word of God. You want the Lord to speak to you? Just keep staying in the word. He speaks loud and clear every day through this. Primarily, the way the Lord speaks to us is right here through the very word of God. As you just go through it and you just read. And you receive the multitude of counseling. The multitude of counselors that are in this beautiful book. This wonderful book. And again, with this, before we go on, the safety of having counselors in your life. The importance. You know, we can sometimes, I believe, we can have a spiritual pride where we're like, well, I'm not going to ask anybody. I don't need no help. Or I, I'm okay. And that could be a spiritual pride. Yeah, you do need help. Yeah, we, we're to have counsel from one another. I remember... A while back when, when I just moved out here from Michigan, that was like 12 years ago, I remember our house was up for sale in Michigan, and it was on the market for almost a year, and it wasn't selling. And, and then finally, we received a, somebody put in a, a bid on the house or put in an offer on the house, and it was so low. But it was the only, I mean, the only offer we had in almost a year. And I'm, So, you know, the, the real estate woman calls this up, and she says, well, what do you want to do? This is the offer. And I'm thinking, I, that's terrible. That's not an offer. That's an insult. You know? <laughs> then I hung up the phone, and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm afraid if we don't take that, we might not get another offer. That's the only offer we've ever had. So I remember, you know, I called up a friend of mine, a, a pastor friend, and and I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna seek his counsel. I'm gonna see what what he thinks. So I kind of bounced it off him and I said, What do you think? And he says, Well, he says, Well, why you know is that you said it's too low. Why would you accept it? And I says, Well, I'm afraid of losing, you know, this might be the only offer we're gonna get. And he says, Well, don't base any decision on the fear of man. And that was wise counsel. I was like, You're right. This is fear. I'm afraid I'm gonna lose this person, and it's the fear of man. And so I took his counsel. We counter-offered and then no, we agreed on a, a reasonable price, but that was wise counsel. And the Lord will use people in our lives to give us that wise counsel. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I find in my own life, I'm so in the midst of the, the, the problem or so in the midst of what's going on. It's like, yeah, I know the word and yeah, I'm praying, but there's sometimes I'm just so tied into it. It's so emotionally tied that I need to step out and ask somebody that's not so emotionally tied just to get their perspective. And I I believe that can happen with all of us. We can get our emotions in there and get it all tied up, and and then we're not hearing from God. So there's safety. And just another reminder to to seek that wise counsel. There's safety in the multitude of counselors. Verse 7, wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. The fool that it's speaking of here is someone that's rebellious or a mocker, or a mock, someone that mocks God. In the gate of the city, most of you know this, but that's where the rulers and the judges would hold their, their court cases. You know, in the front, the gate, the, the, even the king would sometimes sit in the gate and he would, you know, have the, when the cases came up and they would come before the king and he'd make judgment. So, so get the picture, you know, a rebellious person or a mocker of God, once he stands in front of these great rulers and in front of these, these judges, he's not going to have anything to say because he has no wisdom. And I believe it's, you know, speaking to us that not to be foolish, when judgment comes, I hope when judgment comes, judgment will come. Do you have the answer? Do you know what to say in the time of judgment when you stand before your Maker? Are you? Are, do you know the way to enter into heaven? Do you know how to get in? I pray so. But what a picture here! Fools. And I, I just see that. Just a, you know, some of that's a mocker and it's rebellious, you know, and then they stand before the King. They're like f- just frozen, just 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 there, just like dead, because the King will have his head cut off. It was so funny my wife and I we were at the shoe store my my wife found a pair of shoes on sale she really liked the she's looking all over for these particular ones and she she found a great you know sale on these shoes and but they didn't have they didn't have it in stock her size and the color and all and so they, they ordered her and the sales lady they got on the phone they ordered it online and all that kind of stuff and so we're waiting 10 days or so for the shoes to show up they finally show up it was the wrong color. So she calls up the corporate office, you know, to complain about the shoes of the wrong color, and they, they told her that, uh, you know, they don't have her color. They're out of her color. So, you know, then that really, you know, got her a little stirred up with <laughs> all that. You know? So they says, well, go back to the store. Maybe they'll give you some money off on the pair that you have. I know it's not the right color, but at least maybe they'll give you some money off. So we, we went up to the, you know, the shoe store. We went to this lady behind the counter, and she was so... I don't even know what word to use for this young lady. She was not working with us even a little bit. And I, as I was looking at that rebellious and mocker, she was just like, like, well, like, <laughs> well that's the best way I can describe it. I don't. This, this is not going to translate through the tape here, but <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, actually, was just like. And my wife explained, you know, I talked to the corporate office and they said, you know, you should be able to give me some off on this. And, you know, they don't have my color in stock. And my wife is just being so sweet and I'm standing there and she's like, well, we don't do that. (laughs) And she's like, well, you know, and then, you know, she's explaining why you should. And then I even got in in there and I says, well, you know, we've been very inconvenienced. Does that mean anything to you, you know? And then that somehow, you know, got her stirred up a little bit. She goes, well, I'll call my manager. But this, we don't do that. We don't give discounts. And so i like, wow. So she goes in the back. This was so funny, though. She goes in the back. She comes out, and then she says, well, my manager says I can give you 5%. But that's all. And she's, like, treating us like we're criminals. I mean, she's yelling, and she's like, like, I'm like man. Well, if you know my wife, you don't do that to my wife. <laughs> And as soon as she, you know, was over with her spiel and everything and 5%, and you're like, okay, okay, And then my wife says, you know, besides all the money, besides anything else, she goes, you are very rude. And she says, I work with the public all the time. She says, you know, you need to be careful. You, you've just treated us terribly, and there's no reason. We gave you absolutely no reason to treat us that way. And she says, I will be calling your corporate office. And this, this young girl, without missing a beat, she goes, how about 10%? <laughs> Inside my heart, I'm cracking up because she just lied to us. She didn't have the ability to take one cent off. The manager says no more than 5%, but now she can call the shots and say 10%. But it was like, seriously, when when the truth came out and, you know, the way my wife was dealing with it, you know, she was just silenced. She didn't know what to say, but she's like, I know what's going on in her head. She's like, I'm in big trouble. How about 10%? She was trying to buy her way out of this thing. But again, with this verse, I think about those that are rebellious, those that mock God. One day, they will stand in the gates. They will stand in his presence. And with this wonderful verse, I just want to say to you, you will stand, all of us will stand before the Lord, before our maker. And I know most of you, if not all of you know this, but the only way in is through Jesus Christ, receiving him into your life, realizing that you're a sinner, repenting of your sin and giving your life over to him. I pray there's not one in this sanctuary that has not made it right with their maker. Jesus Christ is the only way. And if you're not born of his Holy Spirit, you will not make it in. You won't be able to talk your way through. You will be speechless. Today is your day of salvation. Today is the day to turn from your sin, to allow Jesus Christ to be your Lord, to be your God, to be your Savior. Don't play games with God. You don't want to stand before him and he says, you're a fool. My hand was extended to you time and time and time and time and time and time and time, and time again. And you rejected me. Don't reject your Lord. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Is the word of God exciting to you? Is your relationship with Jesus Christ exciting to you? It needs to be. Because a fool will stand before the gates and he won't be able to open up his mouth. May that be none of us in this sanctuary. Turn to the Lord. Don't play games. It's not a game. It's serious. Your life depends on it. And hopefully, I mean, you, you could, even tonight or tomorrow morning, you might have to give an account of your life before your God. Nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. It's serious. You
0: come to your throne of mercy. It's the sound of our It's the sound of our
1: have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettig an Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our service times are Tuesday evenings at 7pm and Sunday mornings at 10am. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory. As we come to
0: your throne of mercy it's the sound of our singing praise. The sound of our...